Alright, welcome to the Four Health of It. This is your host, K-Pad Fit, and I have with me today, Lawrence Hopkins, owner of Law Fitness. Did I say that right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. What's going on, everybody? Alright, alright. Alright, so Lawrence, just, uh, let's introduce yourself, man, and tell us, uh, tell us a little bit of your backstory. What's up, man? Uh, like you said, you interned at Southern Miss. Uh, so how, how did you get that internship, man? Because we actually interned together, and that's how we met each other, man. Uh, yeah, I think we took two different paths because I was actually uh, working on my master's, and you were finishing up your bachelor's at the time. So uh, tell a little bit about how how your internship was and how your overall experience as an undergrad was. up man that's what's up uh what's one thing or what's the most important thing you felt like you learned during your internship at southern miss Okay. All right, uh, Lawrence, man. What? What about uh? Cause 
one thing I'm not gonna lie to you, man. I didn't think you were as good of an athlete or great of an athlete. I'm, I'm not even gonna front on you. Uh, great as an athlete as you were uh, when I first met you, man. I just thought you were some guy that okay, you played D two football. To be honest with you, but uh, was a brother Mitch? Is that his name? Uh, the FCA yeah, guy. Yeah. Uh, I didn't realize brother Mitch and your dad knew each other from way back when. And then he was like, nah, Lawrence, yeah, yeah. Lawrence was a pretty good athlete. And then since knowing you from when we first interned together to right now, you know, I've looked you up and I seen, I was like, nah, Lawrence was pretty good. Uh, you played at, was it the Bernard Blackwell uh, North-South game? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. You played in that. Uh, I, I think, man, I, one of my biggest issues is looking back, like, I think, I really think, man, not to gas you up or anything, but I really think you could have played on the pro level, man, or uh, at least top D1 at level, uh, just to be honest with you, man. You just, I think maybe going to North Forest was a bad experience. Not a bad experience, but lack of exposure. I think that hurt you a little bit, but, man, I remember I remember you did the backhand spring, and you could run, uh, I think you ran like a 4.6 or something like that uh, on the 40. I was like, man, this dude is pretty athletic, man. I'm looking at your stats and whatnot. So. Yeah, after not playing ball for about a year. Yeah. <laughs> so I still had left, a lot of left in but I, I do believe, like you said, if I were to, um, and I can't really put it on no boys, man. Um, and to me, it's not really about where you play, you know, the people that you know and just getting yourself out there. Okay. And uh, with that being said, man, um, no boy, just you know, it, it really built me as a football player, man. That so gritty, grittiness, mm-hmm. and just being able to just uh, um, being a leader, man. And uh, I don't think no boy was a was a bad thing, but I do. I, I kind of blame myself not taking my um, my academics okay. that I should have. Okay. I think um, I started taking it more seriously as I started to know, like, hey, there's a possibility that I may play, you know, college football. Because, you know, I always had a little doubt in the back of my mind. But, was, you know, I was going to turn college. But, you know, as I started getting better and, you know, developing more skills, um, it, was a, um, it was a reality that I had possibly just going D1. But, you know, when I realized that it was just a little bit too late, man. Um, so my ACT score too late. Um, couldn't, you know, put my grades as fast as I wanted to. So, like I said, man, I can't really put it on no force. I can just put it all on me. Um, but I, like I say, man, everything works out for a reason, and I think it's what led me to open up my business here in Hattiesburg, and you know, making everybody around me better. Right, um, right. Man, you are you, you are definitely taking responsibility, man. That shows matureness. Uh, but I like that dude for real. Uh, one thing you did say, man. I don't know if I told you, but I'm teaching uh ACT prep this year, and uh, mm-hmm. my A- the ACT scores in the nation or uh particularly at Mississippi in Mississippi are the lowest in the nation right now. Uh if not the lowest, they're like forty seventh. Uh so you know, basically at the bottom. Uh if you could man, take about a minute or two man and just, just reiterate what you just said about taking that stuff serious, man, because I get a lot of kids being uh coached on this high school level now that don't take it serious until it's too late. And then, you know, uh, they're not as fortunate as you were or athletically blessed as you were. And, and whereas you, you may not have handled your business in the classroom, but at least you had the skills to back it up. Uh, they're, they're not handling the business in the classroom as along with, you know, not being the best of athlete also. So it, could, could you expound on uh, 
just trying to take care of everything that they can take care of, man, as far as, like, academics? Uh, most definitely, man. Start early, man. I want to say, so you get in high school, man, take the ACT. I mean, try to see where you're at and uh, see the area that you need to work on. As you know, the math side, so the different categories that's on the ACT, things like that. And um, just take a year by year, man. Take as many times you can, man. Um, I think if I remember, um, if I remember correctly, um, this is a waiver. Mm-hmm. I think your first two sessions, they're wavered in, man. So go with that waiver, man. And go see where you're at, man. And, um, said man everything worked out for a reason man uh so so you uh I, I, going on with your story man you went you went from north forest to juco uh so how was your experience at uh jones dream college man uh you know i'm a, uh, I'm a So from Jones, you went to Delta State, correct? Right. Okay. So uh, Delta State, where exactly is that? That's the fighting, fighting okra, right? No, 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 no. I'm sorry. Yeah. Am I? Is no, that right? right? 
fight. Yeah, okay, okay, all right. The fight in Okra, okay. So you went there. Uh, where is that at exactly again? It's in Cleveland. Cleveland, Cleveland Mississippi. Mississippi. All right, Cleveland, Mississippi. All right, so uh, you did two years there, right? Okay. All right. And how was your how was your playing time and experience at Delta State? Well, like I said, going back to you know what I'm saying, learning or something like that. I was being able to enroll in the spring semester just to learn the system. Mm-hmm. And um, and one of the reasons I picked up State, you know, Division two school, and I picked that school. Um, they were in the process rebuilding, man. Okay. And um, I had a chance to really go in and learn the system. discussed uh your 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 internship at southern miss man uh like i said man i i i can't lie bro i was glad i met you man uh, uh given the situation we were in you know I, I was at a totally different point in my life than you were man uh i'm I, am i what four years older than you are you you're what 26 27 okay yeah i'm about five years older than you man i'm 31 man uh and at the time i was doing that internship man i had I had just quit teaching, or I didn't quit teaching. I suspended it and uh, coaching on the high school level to go do this internship. You know, it's like like you said, bro. We were unpaid and working hard, man. So when I saw you, man, I, I love your enthusiasm, man, and your work ethic, man, and just your overall attitude, man. Like I, it was something about you that said you were going to be successful, man. I like that. I really did, man. And uh, I remember we were working out one day. And you said to me, man, nah, bro, I'm pushing you, man, because not because I know you can do it, but I know you can be great or something like that is what you said, man. I, I, that really stuck with me, bro. I, I really appreciate that, man. And uh, I, I think that's part of the reason why you're also being successful now, man. So uh, let's let's uh, transition into the early stages of uh, Law Fit in the garage, man. I loved I really love that griminess, man, when you were in that garage working at your dad's house. Uh, early morning garage workouts, man. I, I really wish I could have got down there for one of those sessions down there, man. Uh, can you uh, go into that and how, how exactly that got started? And also, uh, also uh, I don't think a lot of folks realize, Lawrence, that you were working. Uh, not only were you doing that, but you were working at McDonald's and was it Lowe's or Home Depot? Yeah, how many people? Okay, yeah, go. So go ahead and mention the early days of the, of the garage uh, sessions and all of that, if you would. Well, after I left USM, uh huh. Um, I was still working at uh, McDonald's, so still working at McDonald's. Since I left USM, I just knew I had to, you know, I didn't know exactly where I wanted to go with training, but I knew I wanted to train with whether it was athletes or 
Irish guards and British training people. And they start checking, I took what I learned from U.S. Center and started applying it to my training. And as you know, man, you never stop learning this field. So I continue to learn, continue to develop new skills for myself. Um, I got hired at a gym. Okay. Um, at uh, Anatomy in Hasbury. Um, right. So I was training at my house and also at Anatomy. And um, overall, I quit McDonald's and I got another job, which is at night. Um, it was Home Depot. It was free. So I was working nine to one. So basically, my, my schedule was train all day, work work all night, and then repeat. So I was doing that Monday through Friday for about two years. And then, okay. And, uh, you know, people started getting, getting to know me. My name started popping up here and there. And, um, yeah, man, I started te- uh, stacking my paper when I was with my dad. And um, started getting surrounded myself with people that were kind of doing what I was doing. And um, they were also business minded like me. So, got connected with the right people, man. Found me a building um, around towards the end of 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, Filed for me to uh, get an LLC. Okay. And um, I took off from there, man. So, I started my business in, uh, in 2018, but I got the actual building in 2019. So, yeah, man. That's what's up, man. That is. From there. Yeah. All right. Uh, go. Uh, uh, go into a little more detail if you don't mind, or, or if you can, of uh, exactly how did you get started, or uh, if there was any uh, any one person or, or a certain group of people you want to shout out that uh, actually helped you with finding a building and, and doing all that paperwork uh, as far as getting the LLC. Um, there's so many names I can, but um, I can name man, but um. I really want to thank my dad, man, because uh, with him, all I need mean, was a roof on my head, man, to stay and um, I was paying bills here and there, but I didn't hear really have a basic bill. So without him, man, I was I wouldn't be able to save the money that I, that I would, you know, I would make the time to have the opportunity that I had, or to rent the building to put put down them to get the building that I wanted. So all the things of my dad, man, but it's so many people to thank, man. Um, it's hard, it's hard to say, man. But um, the way my prices went, man, I knew I didn't want to take out a loan. Right. Because um, generally when you open up a business, you want to have a, uh, a business plan and you want to try to find investors to, you know, to invest into you. So with that being said, um, I was trying to, I guess, trying to find a way I could do it on my own. Hence that me doing it in the garage, I, I knew I could do it on my own because um, people in the garage that I was training, I was just using, you know, simple equipment, bench, bar, right. you know, a few kettlebell, things like that, man. And that was saying serious results. So I knew if I could get my own place that, you know, right, right. the results were, you know, be amplified. So with that being said, man, um, I started saving my money, started um, reinvesting in the equipment, the money I was making from training, and also the money I was making from Home Depot. And once I started doing that, man, I, tra- I, I knew I wanted to transition over from the garage to an extra building. But once I started looking for a building, man, um, one of my good friends named Dama Jackson, man, she referred me to somebody that um that also does, um, you know, some uh, some uh, real estate stuff like that, man. Okay. And, uh, he knew somebody that um 
that was actually renting out dealers and stuff like that. So I got in touch with her and I was trying to find a building man. And lo and behold, man, I found this building man with a garage door. Um, I already had seven fans. Wow. And like that, man. But just, yeah, it needed some work to be done to it. So um, I had a partner named uh, Shannon Brown, man. He, uh, he helped me out, man. He does more and uh, pain, things like that, man. And um, we went from just me and him kind of, you know, kind of uh, started digging stuff up, man. Started making the place look like something. And um, as that year transitioned from 2019, early 2019, man, I just, as I was shrinking my place, man, I was still reinvesting, reinvesting equipment. So, right. you know, this, the whole year that I had that building, man, I was still training the building, but I was still using money that I was getting trained with. Well, the people that were training me, they were paying me. Mm-hmm. I was putting back in the middle, so I was on the job working at night. So, like I said, man, but my dad, you know, allowed me to stay with him, pay little bills here and there, and, you know, me working at Home Depot at Anatomy Museum with my night job. I had multiple streams of income, and I was able to save to buy my own equipment, not take it alone, and, um, you know, just build it from the ground up. And lo and behold, man, it's been a year. Uh, got better equipment in there. Um, Dead free. Man, that's a blessing, uh, man. That's a blessing. Yeah, man. So, yeah, man. I, I knew what I wanted. My dad to go get it, man. That's right. That's great So you know, the vision came. Then you know, stand true. So I'm still working on a few more things that I want. But uh, with this uh, going on, you know, I really did. You know, I guess I figured out a way to keep my uh, not my customers, my clients. Right. But the interest, uh, interest is, you know, still one train with me. And I've been sending out workouts from home and things like that, man. So, like I said, man, it's all about the grind, man. Okay. It's all good. Man, uh... I, I love the uh, the, I like. I, 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 I'm a fan of yours, man. If that's not obvious, man, you my homeboy. Uh, you, I, I see you like a little brother, but now we we're not. I, I feel like we on the same level. To be honest with you, man. If you, if not, you higher. You know what I'm saying? So I, I look up to you also, man. I, like I said, I'm a fan of yours. I love what you're doing down there, and uh, the 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 sled, the mobile sleds you got with the wheels. When you got those, dude, I was like, man, I've never seen those before. But I was like, that's pretty dope. That is pretty dope. And then you got uh, full racks, half racks. I'm like, oh, man, my boy down there is killing it. Man, I love it, bro. Man, that is so sick. All right, man. Uh, uh, so I talk, we talked about uh, uh, some business advice or uh, on how to get started, man. Uh, so if you could say uh, you mentioned having a business plan. And having people willing to invest in you, uh, let's talk about uh, some advice you may have for people that are interested in getting the, getting on their fitness journey and to turning their life around. Um, I think the biggest thing I always tell my clients: you have to figure out um, first, you have to figure out your why. Why do you want to be helpful? Why do you want to be helpful? Hey, 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 uh, before before you get started on that, Lawrence, uh, you said figure out your why. Have you seen that before, that video on YouTube? No, I haven't. Uh, Oh, man, so check that out later, man. Uh, I'm going to send you a link uh, either through text or Instagram. Uh, Knowing Your Why by Michael Michael B., I think is the guy's name. Uh, I'm going to send that to you, man. But go ahead. You said clients need to know their why. 
And I, it just it really comes to sense, man. When everyone push yourself and, or you trying to, you know, bring your vision uh, to reality, man, you always got to resort back to your why. Why are you doing this? Why are you going so hard for this? And once you, if, if, it, and if your why is, like, you know, genuinely, like, important to you, mm-hmm. you'll continue to go. If it's not that important to you, it's easy for you to give up. Okay. If that makes sense. So yeah. it's just common sense, man. And, um, if you're a person that has chronic disease, or you're a person that's tired of looking a certain way, or you're a person that wants to be around for the kids in the future, you have, you have serious health problems, that, that, that's something you need to resort back to whenever you don't feel like working out, or you don't feel like, you know, wanting to eat right, or doing things like that, because you have to resort back to your why. You want, your why has to be important enough in order for you to keep on going. Okay. So that's one of the first things. Um, the second thing is, uh, you know, realizing your problem. Um, why, why aren't you consistent? What, what, what's, what's keeping you in this? I guess this uh, limbo in the middle. What's, what's keeping you from that? I guess succeeding on what you, you know, actually want. And a lot of times, a lot of people you know, have problems snagging. A lot of people have problems there. Having to cook a certain foods, mm-hmm. you know, have the money, things like that. You know what I'm saying? So what right. you. You know, one, realize, you know, state your why. Two, um, kind of state that, you know, the problems you have. Mm-hmm. I think three, overall, is um, figuring out ways how to execute it. You see what I'm saying? So, once you got those three things down, man, I think it's, a, it's an easy way for you to, uh, I guess, to be successful because a lot of people, they don't know the steps. They just come like, I need to do this, mm-hmm. you know. So once you figure out your why, um, get the problem, uh-huh. and then figure out the way to execute it. And a lot of people aren't, you know, they can't eat six meals a day. They right. can't do the type of different things. And what my child, I tell them, you have to figure out, and I try to have to figure out what works best for them and their body, because everybody's body is different. So with that being said is, in law fitness, I try to teach how to uh, keep things sustainable, not a quick diet, because a diet is temporary. Right. But lifestyle can be forever and when you figure out how to you know figure out your body how to keep things sustainable that's when you know you know you can keep this thing going forever now, you know and that and that's why I teach people there at my gym I don't really teach my you know the keto diet things like that right um, I try to help them find that balance that's gonna keep them sane and not, not, and not want, to, want them to give up you know exercise and things like that right okay Alright man, uh well I, I really don't wanna date this uh this podcast, this episode, but I mean might as well, who cares? Uh with uh with the coronavirus going on right now, uh or I guess this could be I mean, living in the world we live in, man, you never know what's going on. Uh a little souther than you would be uh, on the coast and people get on lockdown for uh hurricanes and whatnot, uh or what, for whatever reason, somebody to be shut in the house. Uh, up north, they got snow days and whatnot. Uh, what's some stuff they can do at the house to stay active? Oh um, man, one thing is you can you need to do really, man. I'm gonna tell you things what you don't need to do. Okay. Is snack, snack. <laughs> you said do not snack. Do not snack. Do not snack. Snacking can lead to you gaining all that weight that you lost. Um, also exercise, do something 
go on YouTube, figure out something, go to your local Walmart or Dick's or Academy and, and buy some bands or make some dumbbells, kettlebells. Okay. It doesn't have to be your whole weight room. Right. Buy something that's going to keep you active. Um, I think three would be, um, man, pick up some, uh, do a hobby that you love to do or pick up on something that you will want to do. You ever had the time to start on it? Whether it's reading a book, um, teach yourself how to play piano, guitar, um, learn about certain things within your field that you never ever had time to because you've been so busy working. Just thing like that, man. So I think it's a, a gift and a curse right now because uh, we're blessed with so much time that's been taken away from us from the worldly things. And uh, also a uh, curse because we, we're limited to so much that we can do. Right, so, right, right. You know, with that being said, man, it depends on how you want to look at it. Okay. And so, um, like a business owner like myself, man, we really just have to find ways to empathize still, you know, for me, keep my clients engaged and show them that, you know, there are ways to stay active and still stay on your goals, still stay focused. So that's why I try to hop on right now during this time of crisis. Man, all right. Well, Lawrence, man, I certainly appreciate it, man. Uh, we're gonna bring this episode to a close. This has been for the health of it with K-Pad, Featuring Lawrence.